This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. When they come, and they will, they'll come for you. I have an army. We have a hope. Because if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast, <laughs> episode 13. I have with me Rob Krieger. Yes. Um, hello. Who, Thank you. Hello. Who's an avid comic book collector and also on a couple of podcasts he was just telling me about. Uh, yep. you wanna... uh, yeah, I joined, uh, I joined Mike Myers and Chris Ivey a couple months ago on the Geek Brunch Retrocast where we uh, cover, we pick a, a few older bo- uh, comics or movies or TV shows. Um, Got to be at least 10 years old, and we cover those. Awesome. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't think I've had either of those guys on here yet. I no. know I know Mike. We talk on Slack, on the sure. Slack channel. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's, he's, the, uh, he's the ultimate collector. Right? Oh, really? <laughs> he, there's, there's nothing he doesn't, he doesn't collect. Yeah. This is yeah. where – go ahead. No, I was just going to say – I was actually, if, if Ronnie had been able to join, I was going to ask, because I think he's, I think he may be collecting maybe almost as much as, as Mike, but he's very quiet about it. Oh, man. Ronnie buys everything. Ronnie reads every comic book. Yeah. Watches every show. Where does he find the time for this? I don't and, know. And then, he's, then he's doing baseball 24-7. And then when we do our Iron Fist episode, he hasn't watched any of it. So I, 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 <laughs> something's going on with Ronnie. <laughs> and this is where I usually make fun of him for like being MIA on the podcast as well. Um, but I'll play this nice. I'll play nice this time because the truth is I was rushing to do this today because I'm going out of town for a while. Yeah. So otherwise we do it when we were free. So it's not Ronnie's fault. But it's fun to pretend like it is. <laughs> yes, he's quite a avid comic book reader himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think with Ronnie, he just got really busy because he got he took on a new job in baseball, so yeah. so he's probably not reading as much as he was before. And, and how much do you do you read, uh, Jack? Oh man, I'm trying to scale. I'm trying to do the opposite. I've been trying to scale back for a couple of years now because mm-hmm. man, comics is just an expensive hobby very very expensive especially for the amount of of time each comic book takes to read sure you know and i'm not an avid comic book collector but Mm -hmm. i do have a i mean i do have a little bit of a collector in me um otherwise i just read stuff online but but man it just you know comic books they, it, it, it takes a lot of money, and they take up a lot of space. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I usually wind up, uh, uh, you know, I, I, stash, I stash everything in short boxes, and then after a while I, I try to go through them and, and just give away stuff. <clears throat> because oh, really? I, oh don't, do, don't do that. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't, man. I don't have anywhere to put them. I don't, I I, I don't want to be one of those – I shouldn't say this because it might be you – it it's a lot is. of my friends who have these ent- enormous rooms just stacked with shelves and shelves of long boxes and short boxes. I have quite a few in <laughs> one spare room, but most of them are down in the basement. Yeah. And I don't have a basement. They're all like in a closet. So my <laughs> wife would divorce me if I got to that point. But Yeah. I, I'm trying to now scale. I really – this is what I basically did. I was collecting uh, – I would say uh, still a lot, but a reasonable number of comic books at my local comic shop. And finally, I decided that I'd make the switch uh, to get most of them from DCBS. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to save almost 50% of what I'm spending because I got like maybe a 10% discount at the comic shop. Right. So I'm like, this is going to be great. And instead, I'm now paying, I'm now spending more money than I was before. So I probably tripled <laughs> how many comic books I bought on a yeah. monthly basis. It's hard because, yeah. I mean, as much as you try to cut back, there's always stuff coming out that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, do, you, do, you buy, do you buy a lot of Marvel? Uh, yeah, I, I 
I was pretty much during um, after one after New Fifty Two started on the DC side, probably about a year in. Finally realized that most of that wasn't stuff that I was enjoying. I was always getting Marvel, but I kind of said, "All right, well, I got to collect something um, because I'm pulling back on almost all DC." I was more DC than Marvel. So at that point, um, I started buying a lot of DC, a lot of DC that I – I mean Marvel rather, a lot of Marvel that I hadn't bought in years. Right. I, pick, I started picking back up. But um, even so, now um, you know, I'm pretty much all in for uh, Rebirth. I'm still collecting yeah. about 30 Marvel titles a month. So Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, not too bad. Um, it seems like a lot of people – their new 52 sort of started leaning more towards Marvel. And then when rebirth uh, started, it's been kind of going back the other way. Yeah. I've been, uh, historically I've flipped back and forth when I was youngest, I I was mostly DC. Then I got a little bit older, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that old, but like teenage years, I started to really appreciate Marvel and then flip back to DC. And I was pretty much DC all the way through until, um, until New 52, and then I went back to Marvel. Now it's pretty much split 50-50. Yeah. See, now I read I read a lot of Marvel in the 90s when I got mm-hmm. into comics. Um, and then as I got older, I started reading more independent stuff. Um, yeah. And I read a little bit of Marvel, but then got sort of back into Marvel. But every time I try to read DC, I, I just I couldn't get into it. And I think it was because there was so much... At least the stuff I always try to read, there was so much history and yeah. like, uh, uh, I don't want to say flashbacks, but stuff that was dependent on having read stuff earlier <laughs> that I just never knew what was going on. Um, and, and that can be frustrating depending on how that's set up, right? I mean, it could be, I, I'm just clueless. I have no idea what's happening. I can't enjoy this. Or somebody could write stuff in such a way to be like, oh, that's really interesting, I wish I I could learn more about such and such, but it's not right. dependent on your enjoyment of the current story. Sure. Um, and and what you're you know saying is it's, it sounds like it really you just couldn't even get into the story. There was so much back history. Yeah, the back history. Yeah, well, and also there's there's always like, yeah, I mean, a lot. Some people don't want to admit it, but I think a some a lot of us have like character bias. Like, I mean, there's certain characters you're going to get more excited about than others. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a Adam Warlock is who got me into comics. So if they put out a Warlock comic right now, I'm going to buy it and I'm going to be looking forward to it no matter who the creative team is. And <laughs> right. being a, Oh, absolutely. And being a lower level character like that, the chances are it's not going to be somebody great. But, you know, with the <laughs> well, other you know, characters, I may be a little bit more critical. Yeah, characters yeah, I don't that, care that, about. That totally makes sense. And that's actually one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to, to join you guys um, today is that there was, you know, it, I guess it's if you're a person that's predisposed to kind of, I don't know how to say this, kind of get irritated with Marvel, or uh, maybe you're not the biggest Marvel fan, at least currently, or what Marvel's giving those people, I think, quite a few reasons to or excuses to to give give Marvel a hard time. Right, for sure. However. One of the things that I did want to say that – because I know you were talking to uh, Martin and, and Daryl, and I just recently listened <laughs> to that episode. It was, a, it was a while back I think you guys recorded, but I'm so far behind on my podcast. I no, that was – Daryl's been on the last three episodes. Okay. <laughs> For somebody well, who is highly critical of Marvel, that was sort of ironic. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean and, – and I understand where Daryl's coming from. Too. Yeah, me too. Both of us are very – Long-time fans of Marvel, meaning, I mean, we're talking, you know, with, with our ages. Me and him are, I think, ex- almost exactly the same age. Right. Um, I just I just turned uh, 45, and I think Daryl's 44. Um, I could be wrong. But anyhow, so we're talking like mid, even early 80s. Yeah. You know, it, all the way up. So, I mean, he's, he's looking at, um, not to put words in his mouth, but, you know, I mean, thinking of, like the X-Men from like, you know, sure. 82 to 87 and, and even the Avengers, a lot of these other books. I mean, these are the books that you grew up with. So yeah. you're always nostalgic for it. 
But honestly, some of, especially like, you know, the X-Men, I think that really, really holds up. Um, but my point is, is that, you know, there's a lot that can be said to nitpick or to just criticize Marvel for doing different things. And they certainly don't always get things right. And I'm not saying that they do, but one thing that they, I think are doing really, really well. And I really appreciate is unlike, um, DC, at least currently, they will go out and put out books for, for, for characters that you know, that, I mean, this isn't going to be a 30-issue run. Right. It's, it may last 12 issues. It may last less than that. But they let a story be told. And they let these stories, they're quirky stories. And I don't mean they're all the same tone. They're just not mainstream superhero battle stories. Right. Whether it's Mockingbird, The Vision, yeah. um, Moon Girl right now. Oh man! Uh, what are Don't. some other ones? Uh, the current, the current Hulk with Jennifer Walters. I we, mean, she's literally. We, we have a listener. Different. We have a listener that's also on our Slack channel that loves Moon Girl, and Moon Ronnie. Girl? Ronnie always gives him a hard time because <laughs> Ronnie's not a Moon Girl fan. But his, if if he's listening, his ears just perked up when you use that well, as your example. <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, and and I understand these books aren't for everyone, right? And 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 I think that that's what I'm really really um appreciative with marvel about i mean it's been five issues of this jennifer walters hulk right i, I don't know if you've been reading it yep i've found it fascinating it's, and it's she has turned like full on into the hulk right it's i mean the type of stories and even the last series that she was in by charles soul mm-hmm. uh, that was a, a very different take on it well maybe not a different take but it was definitely not a mainstream story um, and that was very good. So right. I really, really enjoy the fact that they're willing to put out these books and great, uh, read great Lake Avengers. Yeah. I mean, that is just like a goofy, silly, I think, I think that it's even ending after issue seven or eight. Yeah. So let me, so we've talked a lot about that in the, in the past, um, about how Marvel for better or worse, Marvel is not sticking to their sort of flagship titles as like dc is right now i mean they're mm-hmm. they're i mean flash batman superman wonder woman these are still all their best-selling the titles they're promoting the most whereas right. whereas right. we don't have fantastic four in marvel we don't have uh like a traditional avengers title um why do well, you, you do, why well, do you, you think that is and do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing because i think you know a, a lot of us older fans want those titles mm-hmm. back well i mean it sounds like we're going to be getting a lot of those back as, as well from what i understand towards the end of the mid to end of the year yeah with a lot of the um the generation stuff but um i i appreciate a mix um dc you know straight out said you know especially for rebirth we're going back to basics pretty much we got batman superman aquaman flash wonder woman green lantern right mm-hmm there's only a handful of smaller um, heroes that have a title now right, currently with, with Rebirth. You know, I, I absolutely love probably 90% of Rebirth, but I really love the fact that, you know, that Marvel just puts out these, these smaller titles as, as options. And I guess I haven't really thought of it much um, with what you're saying. Uh, with the with the other side of it, because honestly, like Mighty Thor, I I liked different runs of the old Thor. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Jane Foster Thor. I, oh yeah, I, way way more than I, I love everything Jason Aaron does. I, I mean, I, I don't think he's done anything. I mean, I can't yeah, remember he's... a Jason Aaron title of the last couple of years that I haven't liked. He got me to to enjoy Doctor Strange, which is a character that I've never been interested in. You know what, Doctor Strange? I know everybody loved Doctor Strange. That was one that I wasn't as as crazy about. Uh, yeah, something about the tone of the book, sort of the I, I sort really of comical like feel of it, just wasn't for me. No, but you know, I mean, I, so I don't know. I don't really have an, uh, a straight up answer. I mean, it sounds like yeah. maybe some of the other stuff they're going to come back to, but I think. 
uh, well, actually, I think for myself, I'm much more of a history type person when it comes to DC. Um, sort of like what you were talking about with all the, you know, the old references and, and the history right. from the 40s on up. Um, on the Marvel side, it doesn't bother me as, as much when they take chances and when they do different things. Yeah. Um, so I guess I haven't really missed like having a lot of those flagships. Like I still see, okay, well, we still have Spider-Man. You know, we and and now it's just recently that you know Iron Man is is Tony Stark's not not right there. Um, I've always been a big yeah. time Captain America fan, so I did miss miss Steve Rogers um, when he was you know reverted to an old man. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know he's he's back, and and obviously this whole thing is playing out with Secret Empire, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll see how that ends up. But you know I look forward to that. I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I think that's one one of the places they've missed on and is that at least recently they a a lot of people don't read some of their best books are these these characters that people aren't as familiar with at least in my opinion like the vision for example that was one of their highest rated books but that's not a that's not a one of their top selling characters no but then the but those books were great but then these the events haven't really hit as much um and everybody's usually going to by the events they they you know they advertise the crap out of them um and they want those to be their biggest sellers right and then like ivx i thought it was just kind of okay i i didn't read it so i i couldn't i um i do have an inhuman bias where they, i tried out when whatever the first one was uh, a few years ago the charles sewell um when oh, they uncanny like yeah, he's been doing Uncanny is that what it's for... Got? Yeah, whatever the first one was recently, like in the past five years, I read it like three or four issues. I'm like, I do not like this at all. I just stopped. Re- I haven't read one in <laughs> Yeah. Long. Yeah, I'm just not a big Inhumans fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, whenever I talk to people that are have been Marvel fans for a long time, it, it seems like this, the conversation always... X-Men always comes up. <laughs> Nobody likes Inhumans, but they, that's what they have the movie rights to. So I, I, I think yeah. that's why they have to push the... Now, here's something, though, I'm, I'm, I've been wondering about. Because do you, do you read Valiant also? Uh-huh, yep. Um, like, a lot of Valiant fans were a little bit upset when they were pushing Faith and, and uh, Generation Zero, um, that they're pushing these sort of lighter, younger characters. And Marvel, um, you, had, you had mentioned Moon Knight and some other titles. They've been kind of doing that, too. Yep. I have to think they would not do that unless there was a market for those characters. Now, I don't. My circle of of of, of comic friend peers um, don't typically like those books, whether no, it's Valiant probably, or Marvel. But they must they be out there. Don't have a lot of like twenty twenty something year old females that you probably are in your comic circle, though, right? Right. Well, yeah, probably none. Um, <laughs> but but I. Are they out there? Are there? Is there that much of a market for people like that? Yeah, those, it's hard to those say. Those demographics? But it's like you said, why would they keep on publishing, pushing these if, if there was just no market at all? Right. I mean, they're doing this. They, they made this change for, you know, they already had Ms. Marvel, which I think has definitely been, I, I don't know that, I, I haven't really paid attention to sales, but I don't know that it's a, the biggest seller, but I think it had a huge effect. Yeah. She's she's um, been popular. From, yeah, from yeah, very tell. very big um, shift, I guess, in terms of like it was. It, she was brand new when I went to a comic con up in, in in Toronto, and I mean there was a bunch of of girls dressed as her already, and I'm like, yeah. my God, this. I mean, this is it's really having a social effect on on certain even if this is not top of the sales, right? Um, but. I, I remember reading because they were talking about some of the, the sales. I read an article and like Moon Girl, I guess, doesn't do well in sales for single issues, but I guess is critically acclaimed and then also does well um, in trades. Hmm. Um, they have some sort of deal or something with like Scholastic or something like that, and so it's it's doing well with with that. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's hard to say. Uh, I. You know, I, I gotta believe, like you said, like why would they keep pushing it if if nobody was was buying them? Right. But then on the same side, like you said with with Valiant, we know that Faith is ending at issue twelve, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, 
Gen Zero is already wrapping up, I think, what, next month or something like that? Yeah. So, so Bellion's definitely moving away from it. Yeah, they, again, it's like they tested the waters and now they're circling back. Yeah, it, they don't have the exposure that Marvel does either. So right. For sure. They might not be able to, if, if they're alienating or they don't have their diehard fans enjoying a certain it's more critical book. Yeah, they might not be able to sustain it based on you know just other people coming. Yeah. And going. Now, but the uh, the the point you just alluded to though was that Mar- if if Valiant's doing that um, to appease their sort of long term fans, Marvel isn't, <laughs> so they're right. kind of up, upsetting. They might be upsetting their long term fans, which seems like it relates to the issues like Marv- Martin and uh, Daryl have. But here's my thing, too, is that... In I'm playing case, Devil's Advocate, by the way. What's that? I'm playing Devil's Advocate, by the way. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and, and, and here's, and here, but here's, here's the difference, I think, is that Valiant is publishing as low as six titles a month. Sure, right. And so if you're only going to publish between six and eight titles a month, and one or two of them are books that you, don't, you just don't enjoy... Yeah. Then you're going to get a start get a little bit more frustrated mm-hmm. than if Marvel's publishing whatever 40, 50, 60 titles a month, and there's four or five or six that you don't like. Yeah, that's really not impacting the the books that you do like. Right. They're they're just extra titles. We'll just don't buy those extra titles. Sure. Um. Now that's I, I think that Daryl, you know, with Daryl and and well, I don't know how Martin feels with. I think he was enjoying the Inhumans and stuff, right? It seemed like he was. We didn't talk about it much when he was on the podcast, but it seems like he was enjoying uh, IVX. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I understand where Daryl's coming from with, you know, the whole, it seemed, I don't know, with the X-Men thing, I, I'm in the same boat with him. It, it just, I was kind of in and out of it. Um, I'm, I'm a longtime X-Men fan. I don't, I don't know if you've heard me t- talk at all, but... I just recently, um, last month or the month before, uh, bought the last two issues that I needed to complete the Uncanny X-Men entire line uh, run. Oh, wow. From one all the way through um, when whatever that last issue was before they relaunched it. Yeah. As a new number one, it was like whatever, 400 and something. So, you know, I absolutely love the X-Men. I kind of fell away from them for a little bit when they kept relaunching them. Yeah, but I'm still following what was going on, and it just, it just kept seeing. You know, when they brought the, when who was it, Bendis that brought the the young team from the past, right, into the present and stuff. I just, I kind of want to get back to the basics with that, and that's what I thought kind of X Men Blue and Gold would be. Now I haven't read any of those uh, titles yet, but uh, I mean, just hearing about them, it's it kind of seemed like it was going to be. More the same in, in terms of the characters, but maybe maybe the storytelling is going to be more appealing. But I, I guess we'll see. Have you read Prime or, or Gold yet? I haven't. No, yeah, I haven't. No, me neither. Um, yeah. So I guess, Mike, did you read Extraordinary? Uh, I start. I read the first maybe fourteen issues. I finally had to just drop it. I didn't know it was ending. Yeah, I, I just had a. I, I, I was not enjoying that yeah so that's my concern um lemire who's leaving by the way i don't yeah. i don't know if we've officially said it on the show but um he's leaving marvel soon so all these let's extraordinary if has it it hasn't ended yet has it yeah the last issue was, was it? i think earlier this month or okay or, yeah, march yeah yeah so that's ending for I, blue and gold i think moon knight old man logan and thanos are going to continue with the different Rider, yeah, I haven't seen anything yet for um, um, anything new for Moon Knight, but I know for sure Old Man Logan's already been solicited a couple yeah. more issues with the new um, writer. Yeah, so uh, I guess when they announce these new books, it it sounds interesting, but if talent's leaving, I still have a little bit of concern because you can't <laughs> just keep losing. Lemire was my one of my favorite writers um, at Marvel, um, and now he's gone. So. I guess I'm starting to go into some of these books a little bit more hesitantly mm-hmm. if I don't know who's writing it. Now, did you? So, did you read Extraordinary? Did you, Did you enjoy that? Or uh, it was? It, I, no, not really. I, okay. You know, I love I love Moon Knight, 
I loved Old Man Logan. Thanos has... I think was amazing. Yeah, I I thought it was great. Thanos has been good to me. It's not like great, but it's been... It's sort of been hit a little bit hit or miss. Mm -hmm. Um... But man, extraordinary! I don't know what it was. That was his his book that I just couldn't get into it, and it's, a lot of people were saying that. Yeah, it was supposed to kind of be the the flagship X Men book, right? At the time too, and I, I I don't know. I went in obviously with with great hopes because I you know Jeff Lemire. I enjoy Jeff Lemire. I enjoy all of those individual characters. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was basically almost like the classic team with, you know, Old Man Logan being Wolverine and then Colossus, Storm, Nightcrawler. I mean, how could you not love it? But <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't love it. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? I yeah. love the writer and I, I love these characters, but yeah. it was not a good fit. Yeah, you know that, I mean, it, that's going to happen. Nobody's going to, yeah. no, even the best writers aren't going to hit every single time. Um, I I think the reason some people are a little bit more critical is because the talent's leaving, but also uh, they're printing like 40 books a month. And I think last time I looked, they were printing about 20% more than DC. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're increasing books, but losing talent, it just seems like a recipe for not the best stories. Yeah. Yeah. I could, you know, I, I can understand that. Um, um, but we'll see. I, I'm going to keep reading, especially like Thanos is, is, uh, since I'm a big Warlock fan, Thanos was right there with Warlock all throughout the '90s. So oh, sure, uh, yeah. that's that's a title I'm going to read. It doesn't matter what they do; I'm going to read that title no matter how bad it is. So, so we'll see. You never know. There's um, there's new talent popping up. I don't know if you've read any of uh, 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 Rosen Matt, uh, Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Say uh, the only thing that I read is he did that Civil War Kingpin tie-in, and I think it was the best uh, tie-in like little mini tie-in that, that, that they had and it was i enjoyed it so much that i actually did um pick up uh yeah. kingpin when it when it launched okay yeah. how do you like in kingpin it's enjoyable but i don't know that i'm gonna keep reading it long term i don't know yeah. are you reading it i love it so far do you yeah i've read the first two issues i mean i think it's uh really interesting and and i'm enjoying it but I am trying to cut back too, and and it's a little easier to cut back a kingpin kind of standalone title it than it might be some other. Yeah, ones. you know, I've I've been buying it off the shelf, um, debating whether I want to add it to my pull list or not because I'm 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 enjoying it, but it's not a character I would typically uh, jump into. Yeah, I wouldn't have bought it if it hadn't been that it was the same writer of the the three issue mini that I lo- you know yeah. thought was great. Now he's also writing Rocket Raccoon, which I don't know if you read any of that, but it was I haven't. It's it's really it's really good. Um, That's one thing that I haven't gotten into is kind of like the the space stuff. I know that you and Ronnie had talked before about and I can't remember what what that event was even called back with Nova and Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Years oh. ago with Abnet and Lanning. Oh, oh, the Gardens of the Galaxy run. Oh, um, yeah. I know. Are you talking about Annihilation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I've never read any of that stuff. So oh, wow. one of these days I'm going to have to um, pick up some trades. Or, I'm not or even something. a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan, with the exception that Warlock, other than Starlin in the '90s, like he he was a member of uh, Abnett Landing's Garden of the Galaxy run, mm-hmm. and that was a really good story. And Annihilation Conquest was. The event that sort of tied to it was great. Also, that's a lot of reading, though. So you got to yeah, set aside some time. One, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, you know, and and I'm I'm not at all a Rocket Raccoon fan. So so the only reason I read Rosenberg stuff was because I read Four Kids Walk into a Bank. Oh, did he do that? Yeah, for uh, Black Mask, huh? which was a incredible. It was an amazing. I mean, it was sort of one of those titles where. Like, I mean, it really stood out to me. Like, this is different. I'm not reading anything else like this. It's super interesting. The only problem with it was, um, as is with the, a lot of independent titles, is the release schedule was horrible. And right. it got to where it was coming out. I mean, it, I think the first two or three issues came out, and then you didn't see it again for a, a few months. And I just, that, that drives me nuts. After a while, I just <laughs> lose interest. Um, but I, I started reading Rocket Raccoon solely because um, I, I enjoyed that black mass title so much and rocket raccoon man it was clever it's witty 
Um, it's like it's it's how Rocket Raccoon should be written if you're going to do a title like that. So that's that's interesting. Now, is that the the one that's been running, or is it the new one? Oh, that's I, the I new guess, one. I guess. Well, he that, did. The new one's not coming yet, right? It's he, not out yet. I'm talking about the run that's going on right now. I think it's okay. on like issue five or something. But I think he read he wrote Rocket Raccoon before that. I don't have it up in front of me, but I believe he did write Rocket Raccoon before that. I don't remember to what. Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't remember because um, I think that in the new previews, I think it's relaunching with another number one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm I'm glad we're talking comics because we've talked so much movies and, and, and TV. <laughs> Uh, the last few episodes, and there I, I is don't some have like a lot to to add for uh, movies. I have nothing to add for TV because I haven't watched. No, I don't think just about anything for the yeah. last show that I watched for Marvel would, would have been the second season of Daredevil. Okay, I haven't seen Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Well, there there's so much news coming out that I do want to touch on a few things. But since sure. we like jump so heavy into comics, let's. Just, I feel like we could probably just stay here for a little bit longer. Oh, okay. Um, um, since we haven't had that in a while. But so let me ask you this, because I was going to ask Ronnie, what are your favorite Marvel current Marvel titles right now? If Currently, you had the top of your list. What would you say? Very, very top of the list. Um, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna name a few. Uh, yeah, go for it. Old Man Logan and Mighty Thor are still constantly one of two of my favorite titles um, every single month. Yeah, we'll see how Old, old Man Logan is when we hear <laughs> and you know what how the tone is. But right now, I mean, I, you know, I, I know that not everyone is loving it, but I I think it's it's absolutely amazing. It's, it's one of the best books out there. Yeah, um, and obviously Mighty Thor as well. Um, I also really uh love ms marvel i th- i think that g willow wilson just does a fabulous job in terms of she created a great character not just a costume or a set of powers but a complete well-rounded character that i think is very compelling whether she's in the costume or just in terms of her in- interactions with her family and friends uh as a civilian right uh absolutely love that and then the other one that I'll mention again is just uh, the Jennifer Walters Hulk. That one just mm-hmm. started, but I really um, am, am liking what they're doing with this. I can't remember the name of the woman who's doing it, um, but she's also doing um, the Supergirl being super four issue mini on, on DC. Okay. And that by far, it, it and Mike Myers agrees with this. I think Daryl agrees with this. I think anyone would agree that that mini is 10 times better than the ongoing Supergirl title that they're publishing. I wish that that was actually the Supergirl um, (laughs) title rather than what they're, what they've been publishing. Yeah. So she's, she's really quite a, um, quite a writer. That's not to go off topic, but that's the problem. That's another problem for somebody like me watching, uh, trying to read DC (laughs) is that I'm only going to hit those big titles. So I, I, the only ones I started off with were, Batman, Superman, Flash, and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dropped Flash and I dropped Batman. Um, I love Superman. And Wonder Woman is sort of up and down, so I'm not sure yeah. on it. Yeah. But, but those titles you're talking about, it's just unlikely that uh, me not being a hardcore DC fan would, would even try them. <laughs> right. Unless somebody was just, people were just really recommending it. Yeah, and that's all you were hearing. Yeah. Now, what about you? What are your some of, some of your favorites? Um, so you you mentioned Mighty Thor. I was I thought you were going to say Unworthy Thor. Did you read it? Uh, I haven't read the last issue yet, so don't spoil it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I've been reading it. Did you like I, it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah okay. that's great. Because it's written, they're both written by Jason Aaron, and that's yeah. definitely one of my uh, favorite titles. Even though it's it was just five issues. Yeah, but you got to believe that they're gonna be relaunching something with him as well right oh yeah well they are it's uh well i can't spoil it but at the end of end of um the last issue they give you a preview of something coming up oh cool um yeah that was great i love the whole cosmic uh i, I love the way jason aaron was writing sort of that cosmic story mm-hmm. i, I want to see more of him doing that man i'd love to see him write thanos 
Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, he's just so good. It doesn't yeah. make a difference even what he's writing. Right. Yeah. Have you read? So what else are you liking? Have you read Thanos? No, I haven't read it at all. Um, it's good. It's worth a read. I mean, it's 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 sort of been hit. It's sort of like Wonder Woman to me. Like it's not as confusing as Wonder Woman, but it's <laughs> issue to issue. It's sort of hit or miss. Like I'll love it one issue, and then the other one, I'm sort of like, ah, oh, what's this seems sort of insignificant. Yeah. Um, I love all the Charles Soule stuff. Uh, I know you said you didn't like. I think he started with. I think it was just named Inhuman. That was a couple of years ago. But then it transitioned cool. into Uncanny Inhumans. Um, but what I really love that he's doing is Daredevil. Are you reading that? I I was. I I, did, I have to say I really didn't. I didn't love it. Oh, did you read past the first arc? I read into the second. I don't remember what was happening in the last. Okay. Book that I read, but yes, I, I did read past that ten, 10 fingers. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, because the I think the rub on it was sort of at least what I keep hearing is that people did not like the first arc, but really got into it after that, and that's that was the case for me. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm also a big Daredevil fan. Let's see uh, yeah, I've been up and down on Daredevil historically, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just for whatever reason, it just didn't. Um, didn't click with me, but I mean, I've heard a lot of people that have really liked it. Yeah, and I already mentioned Matthew Rosenberg's stuff. He, I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying his stuff so far. I wish they'd put him on a more flagship character book. Um, Nick Spencer, man, I can't get into him either, and so I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to go into um, uh, Secret Empire. Yeah, it's funny because you know that's obviously one of the things I was listening to the four of you guys. Um, discuss, but you know, I gotta say, I I've been enjoying his his Captain America stuff, and then pre fifty two, he did some uh, Supergirl, and I thought that was really well done as well. So yeah. I, I've really liked um, Nick Spencer. He hasn't he hasn't bothered me at all. Um, yeah. and, and being a big Captain America fan, I'm I'm just interested to see how you know how he resolves this. Yeah, uh, this whole this whole thing. How about uh, Bendis' Spider-Man? Yeah, I, I um, I like it. I, I've liked it more in the past. Uh, the past few issues, I just haven't cared much as much about. Um, they did a whole like I don't know how many issue crossover with Spider Gwen. Right. I don't read Spider Gwen, and <laughs> I was I wasn't gonna just pick it up just for this. So I really have had no idea what what. They've been doing the past like two issues. Okay, you, th- you thought um, it was hard to follow. It was well. It was just bit. it was referencing whatever happened in the previous issue of Spider Gwen. So yeah. I, I just you know I kind of was breezing through it just so I could you know get past the story arc and get back yeah. to you know. But I, I I had been enjoying it up until this story arc. Yeah, I have too, and I feel like uh, that it, it, Miles Morales is sort of feels to me like what I expect out of uh, Peter Parker. Yeah, even yeah. though Peter Parker's now all grown up and owns, you know, he's a millionaire and he has a family, <laughs> and which seems out of character for me. Like I, I feel like this is the should be Amazing Spider-Man, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, um, the one thing now here, here's something I can nitpick about with with uh, with Marvel is the. Did you read uh, issue 25 of Spider-Man of Amazing Spider-Man? My only issue with it was not that it was ten dollars because it's basically three issues worth of story which means it's basically two dollars cheaper than if you'd bought three different issues right but if you're going to put something together that's literally like 75 pages long they need to put some decent cover stock on that that, (laughs) those covers the cover is the exact same cover as the interior pages, which is something they've done now for years. Um, they stopped using, you know, a yeah. little bit thicker cover stock um, for hmm. their covers, and they just went with the same type of paper. As, now, as the usually interior. they do go with the heavier stock, though. Like uh, at least on their event books and their on the event, right? On the, the event, high, usually if it's a, like a uh, if it's not a three ninety nine book, it's usually got at least more content or better cover stock or something. Well, that was my deal is that, I, I mean, I was literally like, uh, not that 
I think that these are going to be worth so much. But I don't want my comic book to get ru- like to like, get ripped and stuff as I'm reading it. Yeah. And it's so heavy and thick that I had to be so careful turning you know the, the cover uh, and start gotcha. starting in on the book because the, the paper is so flimsy. Yeah. Like you would think for a ten dollar book that's holding that many pages, you know, stick some like stick some valiant type you know cover stock on that. Yeah, that's unusual. Yeah, but but that's it. I mean, it was a good. It was a, some good stories were in there. I definitely um. Are you are you reading Amazing Spider-Man or? or not? I was reading it. I'm I'm behind though. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, I, I you know, man, it. I had a. I'm not. Dan Slott is another one. He's sort of like Nick Spencer, man. I just I. Have a I have a hard time getting into his stuff. Yeah, it's not. I mean, like I, I still read Silver Surfer because I've always been a Silver Surfer fan since the nineties. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't. I don't. And I, I liked what he did at first. I liked the concept, um, making it a little bit more playful and uh, introducing. Um, ah, her, her, I'm drawing a blank, but the his girlfriend now with the polka dots. Um. For which? For Silver Surfer. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I haven't read that one. Anyways, he lightened up the whole. So Silver Surfer has always been sort of a melancholy, very emotionless character. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, he made it a lot more playful. He gave her this girlfriend that's real bubbly and and you know always wanting to do all these exciting adventures, and she's you know teaching him uh, American or yeah like American culture that he doesn't understand because he's been out in space his whole life. Um, so it's it's sort of a, a neat twist on it, but like after after that sort of wore off, it sort of was like okay, this is just like too playful for me. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, can I don't see know. That. I, have a, I have a hard time reading Dan Slott. In well, long, you know my thing runs. is with Spider Man is that you know I mo- like a lot of people. You know, Spider Man is one of my favorite Marvel characters. Yeah, and Ron, if you're going to read too. Peter Parker. You got to read Dan Slott because he's <laughs> been writing it for 150 years, and it doesn't seem like it's going to change. And it doesn't seem like every single time, right? I mean, they right. have how many? Think about how many shakeups, right? And and I'm not saying that they're getting rid of uh, writers or anything like that, but that you know people get tired of writing whatever they they want to, like Bendis. You know, they move them from here to there, or whatever, yeah. because he wants to try different things. The one constant over the past like ten plus years, it's been Dan Slott is always on Spider Man, no matter yeah. what else is happening with the Marvel universe. Right, and so I'm, I'm not like, I'm not too married to Spider Man as a character, so I um, I, I haven't loved him from the you know from the old like when I was a kid on up. So right, yeah, and so I, I've had no problem just sort of transitioning to Miles Morales. I liked it a little bit more, so I just kept reading it, <laughs> which yeah. Which, like, to Ronnie would probably be blasphemy because he's a, he's a big <laughs> Spider-Man fan, also. Spider-Man's great. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still very bitter that you know he's not married to Mary Jane. But what can you do? <laughs> I want to keep, I want to keep reading Spider-Man. So yeah. Um. Cool, man. Hey, so you said you weren't into the Marvel DC shows, but do you do you follow the movies at all? I, I've watched most of the movies. I think the only movie so far that I haven't seen, I'm trying to think, uh, is probably the second Thor movie. I don't think I've seen that yet. Oh. Dark World, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't I definitely have not seen that. But did but did have you wa- have you seen the Ragnarok trailer which just came out did it I have just not. come out yesterday or maybe yeah, the day before? I think it week? came out yesterday. Yeah. I have not seen it, but I saw that Hulk is wearing like a gladiator hat or something. Oh yeah, yeah. So that looks like it's going to be cool. It it looked amazing to me. Um, at this point, there's always going to be people who are critical of something when it comes to Marvel or DC. But I thought the trailer looked awesome. Uh, some person, somebody in, on Slack was saying it looked a little bit like Guardians of the Galaxy because it's it's not set on Earth and there's mm-hmm. alien races. Um, uh, but Guardians of the Galaxy was great, but that's that's just that's yeah. Just... So the the what happens in the trailer is you, what you can derive from it is that Thor is sort of exiled from Asgard uh, to another planet. And if you're, did you read Planet Hulk? No, you didn't read. Planet I know Hulk? what I know what I know what it's about though. Okay, so if you're a Marvel fan and you've read those stories, you immediately. 
the in the trailer he ends up in sort of a gladiator ring and he's and he's forced to fight somebody and when the person comes out that he's supposed to fight it winds up being the hulk and then thor is all like he's all excited because he's like wait a second i'm not going to fight this guy i know him we can work together to get out of this situation but hulk ends up we don't know why but he's ends up fighting him anyways um but when as soon as you see hulk in that sort of gladiator arena you yeah. you think okay this is planet hulk right which there is some tie ragnarok has some tie into planet hulk uh we don't know to what extent um i mean that sounds I, really cool yeah yeah it looks it looks it looks awesome um what else has happened? There's been a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy casting stuff. I don't know if you followed any of that. No. Now, when does when does isn't that coming out soon though? Guardians of the Galaxy is it is. Guardians of the Galaxy release date is May 5th, so less than a month. Month, less than a month, yeah. Right. And but you know, James Gunn, he's very tight-lipped. Like he he does not give out details about movies unless he wants to. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, so, so that's why we're just hearing some of the casting stuff now. Right, 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 right. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so the, the two, the two, well, here's the thing. We found out that um, Sylvester Stallone is going to be in it. And my, <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum, who was, if I remember correctly, in Smallville, I don't know if that you watched Smallville. Right. Was, was he like Lex Luthor or something? I don't remember. I never watched Smallville, but I think that that's, I think that's right. Um, but both of them were cast in Guardians of the Galaxy too. But we don't know who. We don't know what characters they're playing yet. So there's been a mm. lot of speculation um, about who they'll play. Uh, the two, the main thing I keep seeing is that they, it could, one of them could be Nova. Or they could both be like members of the Nova Corps, like before they were wiped out. Ah. Um, my hope. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that would be interesting. Yeah. My hope, though, is now. Did you read Starlin stuff in the nineties? I read the Infinity stuff. Infinity Gauntlet. Uh huh. And which, all that, you know. So Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet. Which, right, which is what the movie's supposed to be based off, or at least loosely based off of. Um, and Warlock was like the main character in that. Yeah. So my hope is that Rosenbaum will be Warlock. Oh my God. If you see him on screen, I, you're going to be like screaming. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. And, but on the other, on the flip side of it, if they write him out of the story, out of the movie, I'm going to be <laughs> pissed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I heard That's one rumor true. that if Rosenbaum was Warlock, then Stallone could be potentially the high evolutionary since he's an older character. Yeah. Um, um, which that would tie into sort of Warlock's origin, which would make a lot of sense. But again, that's just total speculation. So that's cool. So we'll see, but I'm, I'm glad to see that there's at least potential there still. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And speaking of infinity war, the, uh, uh, the Ragnarok trailer has, Oh man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank in, but the, the main villain I have to look this up before I botch it. Oh, Hela. Oh, um, yeah. Uh-huh. There's, she looks great, doesn't she? Yeah, she looks awesome in the trailer. I don't know if you've seen... Well, you no. haven't seen it. Um, but there's... So in Infinity, in the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos' whole purpose for doing the... Destroying the universe, which is what leads into the whole story, is that he was trying to um, please death by destroying he he falls in love with death and he wants to win her over so he does that by uh, just killing everything <laughs> and so there's that's another rumor that Hela could be potentially filling that role as death leading up to infinity war that would that could make sense yeah so a lot of potential tie-ins maybe they'll all be wrong <laughs> um well, speaking we'll of oh very soon yeah Speaking of uh, Spider-Man, one other thing I want to mention was um, have you se- there's potential solo Venom movie coming out in 2018. And actually, this might not even be – this might be actually in the works already, I mean, or at least already in production. I heard about this. Did I you? mean, I, in terms of just seeing a headline, I didn't read all through it. But, yeah, I heard that they're looking at doing that. 
Are you a Venom fan? Um, I do. Uh, I mean, I think Venom's one of the the few huge like villains that have you know come out in the past. What I guess now it's like probably thirty years, but um, you know, mo- when you think about the biggest villains, they're usually for Marvel. They're usually you know created right in the sixties, and you know, Venom is one <laughs> right. that. It just became insanely popular and wasn't a flash in the pan. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that would be if if done well, that that would be a really interesting story. Yeah, and so they're saying that the genre will be it'll be horror, like it's going to be yeah. dark and creepy. That's even more interesting, man. Right. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, and I think they have to start. I mean, they got to start, uh, you know, mixing stuff up like. Doctor Strange sort of went in a different direction. Different direction. Um, I think Deadpool was wildly successful because it was something unlike any other superhero movie um, yeah. with the genre that it sort of you know filled. So I think that would that would be cool. the The thing is, though, here's what people are wondering about: Is it going to be a standalone movie? Because you know, that's it's going to be done by Sony. Right. And there's still all the issues with MCU rights and Spider-Man is sort of, you know, <laughs> bridging that to some extent. But yes. um, I guess the question is, do we want to see, would you, would you as a Spider-Man fan even want to see Spider-Man and the MCU connected to that? Or would you think it would be better as a standalone? For or are you like, cool, with the Venom movie? Venom? Um, I would be, I would definitely be cool with, with Spider-Man, you know, ha- having a through connection between MCU and, and this, you know, the Sony pictures, but I don't think that, I don't, I think that they could definitely do a, a good Venom story without having to get to incorporate everything that has gone on, you know, in the MCU. I, I think if they had a nice standalone story to start out with, I, I think that could be very interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, the biggest thing obviously is going to be, the story, the script, like what type of story are they telling? Mm-hmm. Um, but I could definitely see something very interesting, especially if they did go kind of dark and, and like with a horror type feel. Right. Um, I think that would be very interesting. I don't, I don't think it necessarily would need to have any of those ties. Yeah. But what do you think? I, I don't know, man. I think at this point they just need good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if there was if there was a connection to to Spider Man, it would draw more interest. But it's going to be like I, don't, I mean, like with Iron Fist, for example. As soon as something flops, it's like all the stuff you did before is like irrelevant, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So like but, whatever but they do, at the do, same man. time, Venom. You know, it's going to be a Sony picture. It's not going to be right. Yeah, an MCU proper picture too, so they can kind of brush it off. Do brush that. As, as you know, a reason if it's, it doesn't do yeah. as well, give it that's just like you know, Fantastic Four, yeah, give it the Fantastic Four treatment. Like, we don't know exactly. who these guys are, yeah. they don't even we, exist don't in our universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Did you have anything else you wanted to hit on? No, I think that's I think that's about it. Uh, you know, the only thing that I was gonna mention, I'm sure you, you, you heard and saw the controversy about the X Men Gold uh, artist. Oh. Right, that was um, kind. Of, I was explaining that um, to my wife that that was kind of crazy how that you know that that was all done and you know it, I, I guess I just don't understand the the, the thinking for, for that because you know eventually is, somebody that, is going to see what it is and know what it means. Now, just in case, because there's probably people listening that don't aren't familiar. Now he's. Refresh again, like he snuck political messages into the, yeah, the comic. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I, I, I don't want to like misstate because I'm certainly not familiar with any of it. But from what I understand that he's, he stuck abbreviations either by letter and, and number or what have you that from different parts of the Quran. Right. But there, from what I understand, and, and again, I'm, I no means an expert, so uh, you know. I, I hopefully I'm not getting this too wrong, but basically, from what I understand, these are passages that 
traditionally more hardline um, jihad type. Uh, yes, it, they, they will. Thank you. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Um, that will use, um, you know, in terms of 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 just uh, their arguments. Yeah. So, from what I understand, one of them was something about like don't accept to, to the ex- to the extent of something like don't ex- like do not accept a Christian or Jewish leader or something like that. And that's on the panel yeah. where Kitty Pride is addressing the entire team. For those that don't know, Kitty Pride is Jewish. So, you know, is that a coincidence? I'm sure it's not. And I mean, he's come right out now and said that his career is over. Right. I, I, the, it's, we don't know if it's because Marvel has told him he's off or if he's just saying, well, I, I understand what I've put out there and now I know my career is over. I don't know which, which way it is, but it's certainly, <laughs> I just don't understand the thinking. Like, why would you, I mean, right. Obviously everyone's entitled to think whatever they want, but you know that this is going to come out. And then I, I, I even feel like, like whether it's G Willow Wilson or, or, um, uh, what's his name? Mamad Azrar, I think his name is, you know, they feel beholden now to, put something on, on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. just because they're Muslim to kind of, you know, distance themselves from right. that. They shouldn't even have to be in that position. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, this guy decides on his own to, to slip these in. in. But sure. I, I thought that was yeah. very interesting that it went all the way through because honestly, you know, uh, the average American probably would have no idea what any of those meant. They would have thought it's just random, you know, graffiti on, I think it was on a, highway at one point and then Colossus right. was wearing a shirt with letters and numbers on it yeah yeah I mean I haven't thought a whole lot about it but my initial reaction is that it sort of fuels the wrong fire like I don't know what his intentions were yeah. um, but if they were if his intentions were good then I don't think it accomplished what he 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 would want it to accomplish because anybody who had a sort of axe to grind against Muslims now is going to, you know, twist that knife a little bit more and it's going to make everybody who who sort of everybody who's muslim and sort of a victim of that that you know that stu- that like racism or prejudice or whatever right. it's going to make them have to sort of distance themselves or or exactly. you know it just makes their fight even harder but and that's and that's what i was saying thinking too is that you know i i don't think that the average um you know muslim person especially you know like in the united states or or what have you especially in this day and age need any any more obstacles right in, in front of them like they 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 certainly don't need you know anyone creating more obstacles for them right so uh, you know it's just, no they, I, they I need understand. they need the opposite they need people putting a picture of you know the the, the peaceful side of the religion and exactly um but again, I you know I haven't read a whole lot of this, so maybe I'm speculating too much. <laughs> no, I mean I I think you get from what you know I honestly like I said I'm not by no means an expert, but I you know read a couple of the uh, articles when it first was yeah talked about, and then his um, the Marvel's reaction and his his little clip and uh, you know his little quote, and you know I think it sounds like you have it pretty pretty much on on point. Yeah, well, cool, man. Nice to yeah. uh, end on a, a low note. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, thank you very, very much for. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for, for jumping on. Yeah, yeah I thanks appreciate for, it. Thanks for uh, filling Ronnie's role since he's too slack to be on his own podcast. I know. What the hell? <laughs> What's oh, your uh, work stuff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle if people want to reach out to you? And yeah, it's just uh, Rob Krieger, K R Y. G-I-E-R. And we do the Geek Brunch Retrocast uh, twice a month. And so you can um, you can see that on uh, the Geek Brunch feed. Cool. And I'm Jack Sutherland, at Jack Sutherland on Twitter. Uh, the show is Ultimate Marvel Pod. And if you have any complaints, you could send them to RonBar316, which is... <laughs> That's our complaint hotline when Ronnie's not on the show. Exactly. He'll be he'll be able to address all those <laughs> and give you your refund. Yep. 
Thanks very much, Jack. I appreciate it. Welcome to the Ultimate Marvel Podcast episode. This is episode 13. Um, I, uh, I'm on with Mike from Myers. Uh, yeah, we cover uh, uh, older uh, books. Yeah, like it's, it's like really bad static now. Like I can't hear anything. You know what? Let me let me try unplugging and I'll plug back in.